0: Welcome, this talk was recorded at Insight LA in Long Beach. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at InsightLA.org.
1: This Sunday morning, coming together, it's a precious time, precious pause that we take in our so much busy lives, come together and sit Call it a sacred pause
2: in our lives. In our own world, but together.
1: Just to kind of like get us into the deepening our concentration in sitting, we'll concentrate on the body to start the practice. But you can just do whatever you normally do. Uh, These are some of my suggestions, but you're welcome to do whatever practice
2: you normally do. Starting with the top of our head.
1: Noticing the forehead, if there is any sensation there. Usually there is not much happening, but there might be. So just bring in your attention
2: to that area.
1: Seeing if there is any sensations that jumps at you. If not, that's fine also.
2: Dropping down to your jaw bones. Your tongue, can you Notice the moisture on your tongue. Drop down your chin. Throat. Right shoulder, as I name these parts
1: of the body, let's try to bring your attention to that part, see if there is any sensations. There might be or they might not be, as like warmth, tightness, whatever that sensation, you name it. It's. Usually a multiple of uh, sensations that comes up as tightness, but just the gross sensation is good
2: enough. Left shoulders, left shoulder.
1: Space between the shoulders. Can you see the space between your shoulders inside the body?
2: your right hand.
1: Bring your attention to your entire
2: left hand.
1: Noticing if there are any sensations there.
2: Notice your vertebrae, straight, but not too
1: tight or not too uh, rigid, not too rigid. Strong back and a soft front. Welcome everything that comes into the world with a strong back.
2: While you breathe in and
1: out, see if you can notice the slight rise and fall, expansion and contraction of your vertebrae.
2: Elongation and compression.
1: Notice the rise and fall of the chest
2: in the breath. Oh, rise
1: and fall, how sweet the taste of freedom. When I'm not caught up in future planning, or a memory from the past. Just this breath,
2: just this rise and fall of my chest. Oh, rise and fall, oh, sweet the taste of freedom. dropping down to your belly. There are actually a whole lot of neurons here as
1: well, also in the belly. That's why sometimes we have, they make, uh, they say, you make gut level decisions. This is like make right here, right here.
2: Or let the belly hang loose.
1: Your growing area on the chair or on the cushion?
2: Just bring in attention to it. Right, leg. You bring your attention to the bottom of your right leg.
1: As it's on the ground or up against the
2: air, if you're sitting on the cushion. Left leg. Bottom of the left leg. Seeing yourself sit in this
1: dignified position, much like the Buddha did 2,600 years ago. He who likes or she who looks outside dreams, he or she that looks
2: inside awakens.
1: See yourself sitting in this dignified position between the heavens and the earth. Also letting go of the sound of my heater, if you're hearing that, I should have turned
2: it down, but that's how life is, the sounds of life around us. So, if you like, you can take it at the
1: aid of the breath, noticing it either under your nose, chest, or belly. So, what we do is just uh, what you do is what you do. But, what my suggestion is whatever, if you like to take the aid of the breath, I'll use the, my nostrils as an example notice the air going in and out of the nostrils. So we aim for the beginning of the breath and sustain the attention for one full breath. So aim and
2: sustain. Where is the mind now? It's not a
1: problem if it wanders as it always does. Uh, it's it's uh, that's what the mind does. We'll just gently bring it back, just like when you're training a puppy, you don't pull it back or jerk it back. Just gently bring it back. Once
2: you notice it gone. Once very are aware it's gone, bring it back. So, it can become more trained to stay in
1: one spot when we want it to. When it wanders away, we'll bring it back. So, that's the practice. It's a whole bunch of returnings, returning
2: to this moment.
1: See if there's any tendency to rush to the next breath. Just pull it back. You always have a little tendency to look, to push forward, just lean against the next moment.
2: No need to hurry. Nothing to do, nowhere to go, no one to meet. Just you and your breath.
1: Take your sweet time noticing the breath going in and out of the nostrils, if that's what you're doing.
2: Aim and sustain the attention throughout one breath cycle. stay all the way to the
1: end of the breath and notice how it turns around and comes back out
2: It becomes an out breath aim and sustain for the last five minutes of the sit.
1: You open up, if you like to open up to include other things as they come to our stream of consciousness. The sounds in the room, sensation in the body, and also the thinking, the flow of thoughts as they come. You can follow that also. Now that the attention has been somewhat gathered, we can just open it up to include other things that happen normally in our
2: world. A sensation, a thought, how I the refrigerator in, in the house, Just notice the momently coming and going of the, whatever enters our stream of consciousness. Welcome it all.
1: We are here, sitting and taking in whatever comes to our stream of
2: consciousness. So take a moment to <clears throat> open your eyes and
1: just try to uh, keep the continuity of the meditation into this part of the practice as we you know, talk and listen and whatnot, whatever it is, as we lose a whole lot in, in the transition. So just try to keep the continuity of that meditation into this part also, bring it in. So I'd like to get a, like a sense of who's in the room. If you could just like, uh, maybe I will call your name. If you could just stand on, on mute everyone. And just say your name and where you're calling from, please. So it'll be a good. I know some of you and then some of you I don't know, but it's good to get a sense of who's in the room. My name is Ali and, and I'm, I'm calling from I mean, Torrance, As uh, as I mentioned, uh, I mean, uh, what I'd like to speak about shortly is about impermanence. And so thank you for the gift uh, of reflection of this uh, important topic of Buddhism. From uh, uh, looking us uh, having us look into th- this th- this topic. So actually, uh mm. It's something that uh, was something that Buddha had said right before his passing. As like his last words were like, "Everything is impermanent. Practice with diligence." So uh, that's his uh, last word uh, to to the sangha that he had. So uh, we can see how central this is to the Buddhist practice. Uh, also they were asking uh, Sasaki Roshi of the uh, San Francisco Zen Center that, uh, can, what is the, can you, can you say, uh, the Buddhist, can you shorten Buddhism in, in a nutshell? <laughs> and he said, everything changes.
2: So
1: that, that's, uh, that's like, uh, yeah. How central and important this is. Uh, and in Dhammapada, they refer it, which is like the Buddhist uh, psychology book is better to uh, live one day with pa- no- noticing the rising and passing of the things then 100 years without noticing them so uh and uh, it's one of the uh, three uh, one of the three characteristics of the uh, human existence based on you know buddhist practice which are like dukkha which is uh, the normal Suffering the uh, for for being a human, the existential uh, you know anxiety and angst, or or you can just call it. I think maybe uh, we can call it our reactions to things. Uh, so the dukkha, and then the second uh, characteristics uh, of the Buddhist parents uh, are uh, anatta, no self. There is no permanent solid self here. i I'm, I'm I'm a condi- river of conditioning that is sitting right in front of you. Right now, and then it will change. Oh, yes, Mindya says she's calling Jasper is from Lakewood. Yes, thank you, Mindya. Uh, you come in and out, and you can always chat at any time, Mindya, if you like, with anything you like, or you can just unmute. Uh, so, uh, Anata, uh, there's another, that's the second characteristics of the Buddhist, And the third one is impermanence, Anicca, which things change. I know most of you are in Long Beach. So if you just go into Long Beach, ask anybody, uh, they would say, yeah, do th- things change? And everybody says yes. But we really don't know how or we don't really uh, pay attention to how things change or what is this change and what's the significance of it. We don't really any reflect upon it. Uh, with any means of how things change and then uh, what they are but it's it's an easy one to grasp but uh, no one really pays attention to it so that's what i thought uh, we go into this uh, talk of impermanence reflecting on three levels of the change that happens in us and then maybe we can just train our attention maybe 5 minutes 10 minutes a day whatever you like if you choose to, if you choose to accept the mission <laughs> as they say in Mission Impossible to bring your attention to impermanence into three different levels that it changes uh, things. One is in the gross level of change that happens. The second one is on the moment to moment change that happens. Uh, And then the third reflection is uh, of the impermanence or change is basically uh, the one and two but more in a deeper level of how experience is constructed and shaped in our in our in, in in our in our psyche, in human psyche. So that's like that's where the freedom comes in. So if we really go down deep on the impermanence and noticing how things are shaping our world, our construct, our habits, we can really go down to the freedom uh, level and uh, free us from basically our bad habits, if you can call it bad. So uh, starting with the gross level of change. uh, We can definitely notice the day, uh, the sun. I don't know how it is in Montana. It's still sun over there also. Uh, And then uh, coming and then going every day, right? So how are we spending our time? We notice the changing of the day and night, right? The darkness comes in, the night comes in. The seasons change. In like 20 days, it's going to be winter again. Where the lights are gonna, where uh, winter is gonna start, uh, winter solstice. But I think it, I uh, right uh, that we have the longest night of the uh, of the year, and then the day after that, I think it's in December twenty one, we go more toward the light, one minute a day, or if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, gross level of change are. Uh, Something, I mean, my body has changed so much. If I notice it in myself, I mean, I used to do, <clears throat> in my young days, over 50 push-ups. I can't even do five now, hardly any five push-ups. So I can see how uh, body my body has changed. And then if you can just reflect on how your body has changed. Uh, I remember the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, <laughs> How my health was, how I was operating, the eyesight, and everything else, that uh, walking, and all the things that I could do with the body, that is not happening now. The health change definitely, uh, and this is really an uh, important part of it, the impermanence, because it puts priority in our lives. You know, uh, the day and night that they come in. Uh, how are we spending our time? What, what are we putting our priorities and especially and urgencies when we see things that are so permanent we have one life to live and things are uh impermanent but we don't we don't we don't see it we think this is it i mean it's going to happen to others but not us but it puts that kind of priority and urgency in our lives of of how we want to prioritize our lives uh, and then in Thich Nhat, uh, in, in many traditions, but then Thich Nhat Hans comes to my mind, the Zen practitioner, that they reflect upon this on their sangha daily, on a daily basis. I am of a nature to get old. I am not exempt from getting old. I am of a nature to get sick. I am not exempt from getting sick uh, this week. I am of a nature to die. I am not exempt from dying i am of a uh, i am of a nature to change i am not exempt from it so those are the daily reflections that they do in the in the monastic tradition but uh, it's 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 also a good practice if you like to you know incline your mind to seeing how changes are happening around us to bring us some sort of an urgency i mean we're practicing now because of the conditions are such that we can but Maybe someday we won't be able to have these conditions to be able to practice like this. Who knows? So kind of like looking in our lives from the moment that we took our breath and then someday we're going to all take our our last one. Uh, So how you're planning on living. They were saying somebody, uh, I mean, they do all these uh, crazy studies. Somebody had actually said, uh, had calculated we have, if you live to be 100 years old, we have like three billion seconds in life. I mean, one billion of it are probably are asleep if you sleep eight hours a day. Uh, so, uh, so you have two billion uh, seconds, and then I don't know how many of it uh, I am conscious. I'm not not that not that many, but how am I like uh, living those seconds, those minutes, those day, hours? So, it's an interesting reflection. The second reflection I want to offer us to uh, contemplate is our moment-to-moment reflection upon impermanence, uh, how things change. So we did part of it in, in the practice that we were doing uh, in the meditation, like bringing your uh, uh, attention to the uh, to the sounds as they come and go. We just, just go outside to the traffic sounds, just notice what comes to our uh, attention and... When it's gone, bring the attention to the sensations of the body.
2: Uh,
1: noticing anything that happens. A stream of consciousness. The mind just following it. Following the mind and see what comes into the mind. And how did that, have, uh, how did that uh, come about? Some of it is from the free association from moments before. Uh, like if you're hungry or whatnot, you might notice something. So it's time you might notice food or whatnot. but some of them are a mystery. I mean I have no idea where they came from and then but it's interesting to watch it come and pass by. Uh, that I leave that to the mystery and that's not the uh, problem the mystery. Uh, so uh, moment to moment arising and just uh, following the flow of the thought in our consciousness. Another study, they were saying uh, 98% of the, because, okay, let me just back up a second and just explain that in our stream of consciousness, in the Buddhist uh, way of describing is the pleasant that comes in, that we attach to, we grasp on, and then it's unpleasant that comes in as we pay attention to the flow of things moment to moment that we like to push it away. And then the whole host of other things are neutral. And then they were, uh, they made a study, I'm not sure how they did it, it's a very interesting one to find out, is that only 2% of the things are pleasant and unpleasant, that comes into our consciousness. 98% of it is like neutral. So it's that 2% that brings our attention, mostly into like, okay, I'm trying to hold on to this, make it a solid thing, and grasp it. So our meditation does the reverse of it. it goes back underneath and kind of like deconstructs this uh, how we put things together and make it solid. Uh, Ajan Shah was one of the Buddhist uh, uh, teachers, and actually they are teacher of Jack Cornfield was, that's a famous saying that he was holding a beautiful cup in it, of tea in his hand saying that I see it already as broken, this thing that's in my hand. So uh, seeing how we uh, construct habits that, uh, of the mind, these are the deeper level of uh, impermanence shows us. It's a wisdom practice that can take us deeper in how we uh, construct our world. Babies are usually, when they are born, are like confused and then they don't know what's going on. But we teach them this world, the concept, uh, and then uh, how we construct this world so we can just live it. But uh, in the meditation, sometimes we can reflect back down and see things cre- clearly. Because by constructing things, uh, I have a tendency, and I'm sure all of us do, that create a world uh and just project it to the future and if we need to like have a like a solid thing but things are uncertain can go anyway because of the law of impermanence um uh, like i was sitting down and i just noticing a pain and and the meditation in the body and then here i was proliferating it in the future planning what am i going to do with this oh no uh this is not going to go away do i need to go see it uh, a doctor. After this, what am I doing now? Why did I sit so long? Uh, and then I need to get a surgery for this. And then the, the bell rang. Got up in like two minutes. It was gone. But here I was, just creating all that world inside of my head, as if it was something that uh, had had a reality. So we can really look down with this impermanence into our habits, whatever habits that we have created uh, for ourselves, given our conditioning, uh, to see how that. Uh, that plays out and uh, uh let's see what time is it last? oh 10 53 okay so we got till eleven thirty, 30 right yeah let me uh i want to break us into a group but before i do that i uh uh
2: Class is
1: Diamond Sutras, one of the famous Buddhist sayings that just directly points into the impermanence of things. So this is uh, from the Diamond, Diamond Sutra chant. It says, so you should view this fleeting world, a star at a dawn, a bubble in a stream, a flash of lightning in a summer cloud, a flickering lamp, a phantom and a dream i'm gonna read it again this is a diamond sutra it says so you should view this fleeting world a star at dawn a bubble in a stream a flash of lightning in a summer cloud a flickering lamp
2: a phantom and a dream uh, So, uh,
1: that's my uh, reflection on the, on, on the impermanence now. Um, what I want to uh, invite us, if you like, just like maybe five, ten minutes a day or something, whatever you want, if you like to, just bring it into the flow of consciousness of uh, things that come to the mind the flow of the things that they come to your mind, and how long they last, and then they go away. As as they were saying in this, I uh, like this uh, word, the bubble in the stream, in, in the Diamond Sutra, see how these thoughts are like a bubble that comes up. And then we attach to it, we solidify around that thought, and then we form an identity and go from there. But everything is just like comes up, appears, and
2: disappears. Uh,
1: and this, this, my friends, this will give us uh, uh, the look into the impermanence. brings out the compassion in us. I think it's just like it's a wisdom practice, but it directly looks at the compassion also because uh, we're not here for very a uh, long time. I mean, there is not uh, any reason for anything that uh, to be crossing one another or not to be uh, living. Uh, taking wise actions giving our health is impermanent giving uh things that are around us are impermanent i mean uh if you imagine a tree for a tree we are so so impermanent so uh, relatively we're so impermanent in front of a tree i mean they live a lot longer than us for uh, i mean some trees uh, for a rock the tree is really impermanent And then for a mountain, maybe the rock is not that, uh, that, which has been sitting there solid for years, that's even impermanent. And then for that, the tree is impermanent. And then, so it brings out the compassion and then puts uh, the puts light, uh, maybe have us uh, prioritize stuff that, uh, what kind of actions do we wanna take with these 2 billion seconds that we have left in this world? puts our life into priority, and then uh, sense of urgency, actually. Uh, So yeah, I wanted to thank, uh, actually, Mindya and Joel for giving us uh, the gift of being able to, you know, this topic that, uh, yeah, what you had written. Yes, I will share that, uh, Richard, in, in the chat. I'll put the Diamond Sutra. It's a Diamond Sutra. It's called Diamond Sutra, and you can just get get it out. But well, I'll put it out in the in the chat. What it is, yes, sir. While you guys are in the break room, I'll put it on. So, uh, so yeah, I just wanted to thank those two to, to give us this gift of reflecting uh, collectively, reflecting uh, on on this topic and this huge topic of impermanence. Give us this chance to look at it and then. Uh, yeah, we hold both of you. It's a short life for all of us. We hold all of you as a, as a whole, as, as a sangha in our heart. So, Joel, let's uh, break into, uh, and then, and Mindya and having, holding them too, in our hearts. Don, would you please uh, put us, let's see how many are, we are 22 people. Let's just put like three people in the group. If you could just break folks in a group and give them about, uh, it's about eleven o'clock. Let's see, fifteen minutes or, or, I said, just give twelve minutes. Twelve minutes, okay. Twelve minutes, yes. Break people in the groups of three, and then, uh, yeah, I don't know if Mindia wants to join or not. It's up to you. But then, if the other none of you won't need to join actually either. If you don't want to join the group or whatnot, but yeah. uh, I think it's a good, uh, uh, good practice to join the group. And then the reflection on the group will be, let's see, what kind of reflection what are the you know influences of impermanence how do how do you see the in, in, impermanence in your lives so we have almost like three minutes uh for each or four minutes actually for each so just make sure everybody gets a chance so so uh we have like 15 minutes left and then uh, so uh i like to have to ask uh people in a group uh, to kind of like share one person or or two people they can just share in a minute uh, or two. We have 15 minutes left about the collectivism of the group. One thing that came up to me, I was with Diana and and then Heather. Where are they? Oh, there they are. Okay. Uh, So uh, I'll say one thing that came up, I mean, she was just mentioning it. I thought maybe I should just mention it to the whole group uh, as we were reflecting it. Uh, th- th- and i'll ask either heather or or, or, or and then uh, diana to add more to the uh, group so this will also bring uh the the reflection on impermanence if you like to do it it also brings like a joy also and then uh, a kind of a lightness and sometimes when i have practiced it uh, it brings like it's not like a morbid bad thing that everything changes Oh no or whatnot but um some reflections may go that way, but it can also lead into a whole lot of time into compassion, joy, and lightness of being. So I just wanted to throw that in there, as we discussed in our group. But I don't know if Heather and Diana want to say anything else on that, or is there anything that you to want to share, or we'll give it to the next group.
0: Well, I just I just want to add something that I was thinking about after you said the, um, you mentioned that it could bring up joy. Um, and compassion that um during the meditation, when you uh, in invited us to f- to feel the freedom you know of sort of focusing on the breath and then feeling that freedom from um thoughts or whatever i my brain had been doing in between those moments, um, it, and and that was joy, you know sure. it was joy to 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 hear that and to reflect on that. so. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Next group of three.
1: (laughs) Maybe one person can share the collective wisdom of the group or two or in a couple of minutes, please. The next group. I can call on
3: people. (laughs) We can go. Um, I was with... um... Oh, I'm so sorry, uh, I just forgot my participants' names. <laughs>
0: Bonnie and Anthony.
3: That's right, and what's in a name? You know, no self, um, I'm just being silly. Wow, we yeah, are
1: yeah. going on a deep end, go ahead. I'm you sorry. like
3: how I segue there? Um, but we were just talking <laughs> a bit about, um, yeah, you know, obviously how health challenges, particularly for loved ones, can be such a bit of impermanence that can have some difficulty around accepting, and but also how even that can sort of change on a moment-to-moment level you know, maybe an older parents levels of sort of like presentness, um, day to day, um, or even when we're trying to make decisions in life and how decisions can be like the sort of finite, you know, is this good or is this bad? Is this you know wise? Is this unwise? And and and, um, you know, how it can be a, a real challenge sometimes to allow ourselves to sort of be in that not knowing place um, and to sort of just sort of stay present with what's coming up. Um, and all these sort of these uncertainties. But yeah, you said there can be some levity in all of that. That there, maybe there's no bad decision because it's gonna be a good decision tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know. But we had a really nice chat and I was really um yeah, I think we all had a, a nice moment of connection, which is great on a on a Sunday morning.
2: Thank you. Anything else or off to the next group?
0: I'd like to, um, share that, um, our group was, uh, there were three of us and it was, um,
1: Um,
0: I was with Soleil and Linda. And so, um, we went from the impermanence of a beautiful spider in her web to the impermanence of, let's say, health, mental health, things that go on in, in our lives or the lives of those around us. Um, so we were just, you know, getting it from the, I don't know, the finite to the big picture. And um, just being reminded, I I think you said um, important to know that, man, this sucks, but you know, this too will pass, you know, (laughs) and and even came to the big picture of the 2020 has been a a huge lesson on impermanence for all of us and all the things that are going on. So uh, it was, it was, intense, but it was beautiful and also reminded me again of the, our importance of Sangha um, and how much we treasure our, our Sangha and our spiritual friends.
1: So thank you.
2: Thank you. Anybody else want to say anything else from that group or. Bonnie. No. Oh, I think he would lit up. Okay, next group, please.
4: i'll share from our group and i joined a little late so if anybody wants to jump in and help me out but um, there was a kind of a reflection on uh, this fall and winter season and um, how there seemed to be a common uh, a common experience of wanting to turn inward uh, and uh, just uh, the cycles of the seasons and uh, uh, we even touched on, uh, that, uh, just the, that women have a cycle and how it can bring us, uh, how it can bring us back around to, um, you know, this, uh, the impermanence and, um, and then there was some talk about, uh, you know, growing plants and just witnessing the life cycle and whether things, whether plants, is growing, or are going to thrive, or die, or when they die, and um, and then I I kind of brought up that uh, uh, I'm in the midst of some tension uh, in a in a in a relationship, I'm party party to a uh, to something that's going on, and so that feels really big today, um, and it's something that's flaring up that has happened in the past and. Just kind of reflecting on, well, I don't, I don't want to use this concept of impermanence to kind of step over that I need to stay here for something that feels really hard right now. But then I also know that this probably won't be here tomorrow. It'll. <laughs> um, so also just cautioning myself that, like, not to use impermanence as a, as a, as a ticket to checking out. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
4: for to something that needs my attention. So I don't know if any of my group wants to add.
3: am sorry, who was in your group?
4: Oh, Lars and Kelly, I'm and Aaron.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think uh, Don pretty much covered it. We were, I think our ours was a lot about like the the season, like. Uh, That was kind of a reflection. The season kind of brings about the the reflection that things are impermanent.
0: Yeah, we were talking about how um, we can get really diluted during the holiday season when, um, I think Kelly was bringing this up when, You know, our family say things to us like, oh, we always do it this way. We always make this at Christmas. We always, you know, do X, Y, and Z. And um, it can make us think that, you know, change isn't real, impermanence isn't real. And But it also can delude us into thinking that um, it's not okay to change.
2: thank you thank you that's actually i think uh we have one, one group left right or two last group or one
4: uh, go ahead uh,
5: on. yeah i mean i um i was with Kathy and shannon um, and we talked a lot about just the observation the 2%, um, oh. 2% of, uh, um, you know, the, 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 the either, you know, the, the pushing away, the greed, the grasping and the pleasant and unpleasant, which is, you know, the grasping and the pushing away. Um, and just how, how we noticed that in, in, in our thoughts and how we noticed, you know, how, how at least, when the neutral comes up, whether that that need, I think to label the neutral is, and sometimes that. that um, and then just some reflections on sort of sitting with impermanence. I, and I, I mean, I know personally, it's been uncomfortable for me to sit with impermanence. I've had some some difficulties with that. In um, uh, that 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 feeling, there's a certain agitation that i've i've noticed with it um and a certain when we talk about urgency there was an agitation of i've got to do 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 because it's so urgent instead of the being of of all of it the, the being and the, the the space around that urgency of of being i thought i heard somebody when we were coming back in say the Something about of, of anxiety. I, I I hope I somebody was saying something about that, and I forgot who said it. But I thought, oh, that's a good because there is a certain there, there was a certain need to fix it all, to to want to fix these unpleasant in things and fix the impermanence. Make it make it that glass that you are talking about that's already broken. You know that's that's what I've been noticing. So.
2: Thank you. Did you cover all the groups? Is... Sorry,
6: uh, I can talk for a
1: minute if you want. Um,
6: yes, please. Yeah, and
1: Richard, I'm going to put this in, and I know you wanted it. Uh, the darkness.
6: Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I was with um, Mindia. Um, Actually, there's four of us in the group: Mindia, Jasper, and um, Sandy, and me. Oh, okay. And. Um, well,
1: you can
6: look it up on the internet, but I'll put it in the chat later on if you wanted to stay on. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Thanks. And um, yeah, we just, our, our spectrum of change was pretty broad today. Um, you know, starting off with a glass of water that I had you know, a visitor two weeks ago and sitting on the coffee table, slowly evaporating. And a pot I replaced today, uh, which burst, it's got mint in it and, It's a clay pot, and um, it was time to change the pot because the old one burst, and I replanted. Um, And um, I we were talking a bit about the notion of the, you know, two billion seconds—an interesting paradigm, interesting way to look at things. And um, there's a lot of time where, you know, um, Sandy was sharing and India opened up and shared some and and a lot of us was, you know, I think was just listening and trying to be there. Um, And um, the idea that we have all these tools that we've acquired, hopefully, or we, you know, we're cultivating and still sometimes changes. So painful and drastic that it's, um, I guess we don't, there's no way to measure if we've already got the tools that, you know, what they're doing, but it doesn't seem like enough. I mean, but um, there's just a lot of gratitude for a community of people who are here, you know, to support us through change, however, it manifests.
2: Thank you. Was that the last of the groups, right? Yeah. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. So. yeah.
3: Well, there was our group.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm Next so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Who
1: was in your group? <clears throat> uh it was Christine and I can't remember his name, but um
0: Kevin.
1: Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. <clears throat> yeah, it was just
4: it was great to see old and new faces and um just um you know christine was talking about how this thing with Mindy had brought her back and um you know we we're discussing impermanence and just uh
1: what you said about you know um no mud no lotus and just um you know out of the darkest of times and out of the out of death and darkness just comes comes new growth and beauty and
4: um just that we're grateful for these ties that uh that you know that still shine even even in the midst of this pandemic when we can't physically be together and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, my point was that um I felt it was so beautiful that we could come together from India. Yeah. The prayers, the chants, the goodwill. It was um, you know, despite the tragedy, something that was um and uh and uplifting and meaningful. So very grateful for Sangha.
1: Yeah. Yeah. As, uh, we were saying Ananda is like the disciple was saying, is this uh this is this Sangha that is the half the practice? And then the Buddha told him, No, it's the whole practice.
2: So uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So uh
1: I think we're out of time, but I think we can just push it a couple of more minutes, Don. Yeah. So uh and then Don, I'll give it back to Don uh, to uh have some announcement if if he has something to uh, make.
2: Uh yes, okay. So uh,
1: it came to me that maybe I think it's good that Uh, we chant uh, together. I'll start the chant and then join me as a group, as a song of group of Long Beach together uh, to close. And then we'll dedicate the merit and I'll give it to Don. And it's something that I read a long time ago from Pema Chodron, actually, in English, I'll say it. Uh, And then we all, if you want to join for. Thirty seconds or so. We'll do. We'll chant it together. Maybe you'll we'll remember it, because uh, time impermanence can uh, look a little hefty and whatnot. But underneath it is the lightness of being, as we were mentioning. It can bring out, you know, some joy and then delight also in there. So, getting the hands together. If you want, hold it light. Not so tight. (laughs) Hold it light. Yeah, not so tight. Hold it light. 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 Not so tight. Hold it
2: light. Not so tight. Hold it light.
1: Not so tight. So that's uh, actually that's uh, one of the <clears throat> sentences. As Pema childrens book, when things fall apart, uh, it's it's just embedded in there. But I love that. That's one sentence. So I thought make it into a chant. Hopefully, it's of use when you things see things coming heavy. Actually, you. you can just remember the chant. So let's dedicate the merit of our practice coming together. May all beings be able to uh, see things clearly
5: mm.
1: and noticing uh, how seeing things clearly out of confusion will lead into the freedom, noticing the impermanence in a deep level, in the gross level, in the moment-to-moment level, and in a deeper level, letting us to bring in freedom for us. So thank you. It was a pleasure.
0: You have just listened to a recording from Insight LA in Long Beach. For more information, please visit us at InsightLA.org.